ladies and gentlemen, the president-elect of the United States, Donald John Trump. Welcome to the machine, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-hosts, Jeff Rowe and Lee. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Hello and welcome back, everybody. It's been a little while. Uh, I am your host, Mario, and my co-host, who is in a different location. We are remote right now. Jeff Rowe. How you doing, Jeff Rowe? Good. How are you guys doing out there? Uh, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better than I was. And the reason why we were on a bit of a hiatus is because I had come down ill with the virus, quote unquote, the virus. If I have to explain that to you, then you've been living under a rock. But I am all better now. I am good. Uh, it kind of hit me a little bit. Uh, I think everybody gets it and they react a little bit differently to it. Um, you know, I, I was able to combat it. It was a weird thing was is my fever would spike every night. So, you know, really didn't feel up to recording or, or putting anything together. Um, and we didn't want to veer away from the formula that we've had. And it's been working so well because our numbers are still going up, which we thank everyone. Um, and alongside of that, while I was ill, I had continued to try and post things on our website or, or our Facebook website, rather. Um, since then, we've been shut down from that i don't know if we're going to be back if they're going to let us post anything on it i will say this it, it seems more so now than not and i understand you know we agree to their rules and uh we follow their guidelines um but there there seems to be you know when you when you have that much power there should be a level of responsibility and a lot of uh, along with that level of responsibility is how much is too much and we're going to get into that with this episode that uh, we are calling Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Donald, and there's a <laughs> lot of things. There's all kinds of, you know, we can, we're going to get into the different conspiracies with Donald J. Trump. And, uh, you know, one even has to do with time travel. Time travel. Right, Jeff? Time travel. Yeah, time travel is crazy, isn't it? Uh, but, I, yeah, you know, uh, what you were saying. Sorry, yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. What go you ahead. were saying with, with censorship, yeah, it gets to a point where um, where is uh, censorship end and tyranny begin? So it, it's fascinating question. Right, and, and that's, uh, that's why my personal Facebook has been attacked as well as you know our, our, uh, our page for the machine has been attacked. Um, like I said, we can't post on it. I, I can't post memes. I can't do, which is pretty much what got me in trouble. But to be honest with you, I'm at the point right now, you're going to get, you're going to hear the colorful language out of me. So, you know, fuck them really, you know, I, that that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'll post what I want. This is a free country. I should be able to be verbal. I understand. I agree to their guidelines, but you know, to that point again. Um, so the reason, the specific reason why I, uh, you know, we were shut down from that is because I posted a meme that compared, uh, you know, Nazi control of information to fact checking. And to me, there was no difference. And then they went and they fact checked me anyway. <laughs> it just shut me down or shut us down rather. It, 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 the hypocrisy right there is just, well, it's not even hypocrisy. You just, you know, I don't like what you're doing. So I'm going to shut you down kind of a, fucked up thing to do to people i mean really i mean i there were no, there was no nudity there was no suggestive you know uh 
nudity or, or harsh language or uh, defilement acts within that meme. It was just a comparison that I thought was quite accurate and they've proven me right by doing so. Yeah. And that's the point, isn't it? Um, whenever you do censorship um, and you take on that responsibility of, of being, you know, quote unquote, the, you know, social police, if, if you don't have a high social character or, or um, you know, a sense of yourself, which it seems like they are just go on, on Facebook. I'm not a part of the Facebook or any of the social media, but it seems like every time it's described to me, when other people get stuff taken down, it's at random. It's just like, uh, you know, sort of like some of the uh, advertising that we tried for this podcast earlier in the podcast. They just said, no, fact, fact checkers say this is not accurate and we're going to take it down. You know, fact checkers, fact checking a conspiracy podcast. Uh, it's ridiculous, right? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, re- it's, re- it's almost... Well, it's not almost. It's exactly what they're doing. They don't want you to think for yourself. They're they're telling you what to think. That's exactly what's happening here. Make no mistake of it. That's exactly what the Nazis did whenever the Nazis took over uh, you know, Germany and, and and the the release of information through Goebbels. You know, they, they given the the uh, German people specific radios that would tune in only to one uh radio station, would only tune into one radio wave given the uh, better outlook or the bright side of Nazism. It's the way to go. And, and that's, that's, that's the trouble with censorship. Is it not? I mean, it is um, with censorship, you know, yes. If you just allow everything out there, that's, that can be dangerous at times, but anyone, the second you start allowing somebody to control anything, you could, they start creating these little paths. They start creating these funnels, and they can start funneling you in one way. And that seems to be sort of what Twitter is doing with some of this information that came out against Biden and his family and his son during the election. They suppressed this information because they didn't want to affect the election, right? So, so the big tech is, has a, a, a personal investment in politics. Is it easy right. to say that? I mean, just like you know, when we did the episodes on the media. You know, we, we, we've seen it and you and I have made the compare. We're well, not comparison. Well, you and I made the theory that we've adopted you know, Nazi traits again through um, MK Ultra project, you know, and project paperclip. We we see what they allow us to see to make us think a certain way. And that's it. It went from right. news media and culture media, movies, whatever to big tech and social media because it's a you know in the last 10 years social media has really taken off that's the go-to of everybody you see people go to a movie and what are they doing they're sitting on their phone they go out to eat what are they doing they're sitting on their phone a lot of people take a shit and sit on their phone and i'll be honest with you i'm one of those people so if you get a a message from me or something and you're out there and you're one of my friends you hear this (laughs) more often than not i'm messaging you while i'm pooping just so you know that (laughs) <laughs> well, no, yeah, and what, what you're talking about is manipulation of media, and censorship is a function of manipulation. So, you know, if you censorship, if you censor enough material that is against your personal beliefs, eventually you're only disseminating information that becomes confirmation biased. So, if you have, and why do they do that, Jeffro? Give us it because I know you know the answer to this. What? Why do they do that? What? What is? What is their personal gain? What is their gain for doing this? Well, financial, financial gains, power, money, um, and it, it's it's almost like a game to to that elite status, that elite group. What they're wanting to do is just be the the holder of the key they want to be the the holder of the crown you know they want to be the gatekeeper so they if if you say something that's out of line they find a way to silence you and they find a way to silence you in a manner in which they are able to justify right and now we're going to we're going to get in why you know we're talking about the censorship and this podcast title, Donald Trump, because we've seen this really take off 
when it came to um, the past year of the campaign. And some people may say it came it came about as well with uh, you know with coronavirus and things like that, which is kind of understandable. But it went from correcting people about the virus to correcting people about politics, pretty much, and that's all. And I understand where the two kind of go hand in hand. It's 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 dictating, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually would say it goes back to even the beginning, whenever Trump first was running for office. It seemed as though news media, news outlets were so convinced that they had had the stranglehold of information on the public, and mm-hmm. they really didn't give Trump a whole heck of a big of a chance to even win the first election. And as a result, the word that you used was correction. What seemed to happen once Trump actually got elected, because make no mistake about it, like him or hate him, he he was a vote for again. He was a vote against the establishment. He is and, a cunning, smart guy, too. Don't I mean, just listen, if you're out there, you're listening, whether you're a supporter of his or not, you cannot deny the man of, you know, being smart and knowing how, you know, w- once he lays the groundwork for what he wants to do. He does it. And to your point, like you were getting to um, at that point, you know, they thought they had the stronghold on, you know, news media and the radio, television, what what have you. And he kind of took off with the uh, social media more often than not. You would hear the positive things about his campaign through social media when he first started. Right. He was he went directly to the people. Right. Uh, he, he skipped over, you know, over the news media outlets and he didn't use them to get his message out there. He he went directly to the people, which that's kind of what we're talking about with the election. What ended up happening was after he got elected, there was an overcorrection. So these news media outlets and these social uh, platforms said that this wasn't going to happen basically on their quote unquote watch again. Right, they were so pissed. there were yeah there was an all out assault on his reelection campaign this time around so much so that they suppressed information from Biden's campaign and, and Biden's family history and everything else so i think i'm not necessarily a, a proponent for everything that he did in office and to be honest with you i don't think the american public really had any choice this time around you had a choice of two really bad candidates but the point that just the fact that he was so attacked i know a lot of contrarian people out there who think the way i do they were voting trump just to give the middle finger to the establishment and because you could just see all kinds of assaults going against trump because facebook just was what was it it was twitch who brought down uh no, I don't. I can't remember. I'm going off of memory here, but it was was it not Twitch who took down uh, the New York Times I don't know, uh, article from Biden's son, and they said that you know it wasn't Twitch uh, suppressed the New York Times account um, on Twitch and said that they couldn't post. But that was a again. I, I can't remember the exact details on it. This we're going back you know, several months ago. But it's it's another example of if you guys out there want to uh, look into that and, and double check me on that. But I believe it was the New York Times article that was put out over Twitch and Twitch suppressed and, and shut down the you know access to the New York Times page. So <laughs> that's just a small example of what I believe can happen. And, and this is going back to the Nazis program. Do, do we really think as conscious beings that the German public was okay with what was going on? Of course not. Of course but not. the information was funneled. Information was funneled, and they were indoctrinated, and they were conditioned. And they were indoctrinated, and they were conditioned in the manner of – What's going on right now? I mean cen- – With the manner of censorship and the manner right. of propaganda and all this other stuff. and. The Nazi regime needs to be uh, a symbol of of how bad things can sour, and it, it should be a, a symbol of um, or or an example 
of what we should not follow, you know, censorship. There's a reason why our forefathers said, you know, freedom of press, right? Freedom of speech. Those are in there for a reason because without that freedom, they understood tyranny. Right. Yeah. They understood tyranny because they didn't have free speech when it came to taxes, right? They were being taxed without having a say. Right. So they were saying, you know, their whole point was, hey, you know, without freedom of speech, anything that can get done behind closed doors, you know, I, I don't know. Anything, anytime you dictate policy behind closed doors and there is, it's not transparent, you don't know the rhyme or reason as a public as to why something's right. being forced upon you. Well, I would I would say if you were to if you if we were able to bring back our forefathers and show them, you know, where the United States is now, they would both be um, amazed and ashamed uh, simply because of how far we've come and how far off we've gotten. Um, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Joe Rogan has a bit on that saying something along the lines of we brought a. Uh, jefferson back and or forefathers back and and showed him what was going on i think his punchline was you guys haven't written any new shit it's been 200 years you guys haven't written anything new right <laughs> you know um which is kind of funny way of looking at it yeah if anything we're we, you know in to this the, the point of what we've been discussing now it's we're it seems like the power is being taken from the people and they're being numbed just to shut up and not fight for it. Uh, but, but going back to you know early Trump administration when he first got into office, it was around that time that we also learned of Pizzagate as well. So at the same time, you have to wonder, you know, is the information on you know either side being you know contaminated? Well, sure, I'm sure it is. I mean, we're talking about political campaigns. You know, arguing back and forth. And to your point, this guy was not a political guy. He spoke to the people. He spoke in their language more often than not. You know, a lot of people may not speak that way and a lot might, but it was the people who did speak that way throughout the past that were completely ignored. Well, now you have somebody who is not a career politician stepping in and who is trying to gain the attention, the attention of those who have been forgotten. And I think that's really where politics had forgotten about those people and since then we've seen a serious uh um, overcompensation from the democratic party on those type of moves but going back to you know his election in 2016 we'll say 2015 2016 is when a lot of that information started to get leaked to the public through uh, wikileaks about the uh pizzagate scandal now and if you're not familiar with that and you're listening to this podcast, I suggest you go back and listen to our Dark Veil vale episodes where we cover Pizzagate um, and the uh, the Hollywood scandals of child pedophilia and um, you know the, the Pizzagate scandal. It's not just when we go back and we talk about it. People, a lot of people that even now I talk to, they say, well, it was about a pizza restaurant and some kids being diddled. No, it's not just about that. There were actual emails mentioning such there were, there was a lot of evidence leading to, you know, some serious foul play. And again, all of this had not been seriously investigated. We just forgot about it. Well, and and a lot of people claim that those emails that were released by WikiLeaks had a dramatic effect in the original election between Hillary and, and Trump. Right. And, right. And, and, that's, and that, point. that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the overcorrection. You know, what what was in those emails was was so disturbing, whether true or not, the American public wasn't um okay with even uh voting somebody that could have possibly had some of that information. And that goes to the ability of of media when you know dictating the policies on a daily basis. And the media saw that and they're like, okay, well we're not going to allow our forums to be manipulated in that manner again. So whenever this time came around, they took the extra effort and they were the ones that started attacking the political process. And basically it wasn't the American people that voted. 
for the president, I believe. I almost believe it was the the now which president the are you media talking about here. It doesn't matter. I th- I think it was the media okay. was the main um, factor in the deciding of the president. Okay, it was the media I, I that chose that. the president right this time around, and I think that's laid the groundwork going forward. If we're not careful as the consumers of this media. Well, you and I have that talked. it's going to continue being that way. Right. And, and you and I have talked about, uh, you know, leading up to the election uh, on a different things, the different moves. Um, I don't know if you've ever played chess before, Jeffro. I have. Um, it's just, it's a very strategic game, right? Okay. Um, so when I started seeing some of these moves that, uh, you know, different parties were making, you know, immediately it, they, they, they didn't conceal it very well. Um, one of the things that I brought to your attention whenever we were talking about, uh, uh, I think it was for the second stimulus release that they were trying to get released before, was it before the election? I know they used it. I mean, they, it's politics. They'll use anything, but when they got, uh, when, when, when all the senators and everybody were, they were all sitting on recess, which they sit on recess more often than not. Imagine that you getting paid to sit on your ass. That doesn't work for right. you, right? These people it works for. Um, they come off a of recess, which they never done. You know, they, they don't, they hardly ever do that. But man, did they jump up to get funding for the United States Postal Service? And you and I kind of disagree here a little bit because I said, you know, right before the election, I said, isn't it a little funny? It doesn't strike you as even the slightest bit odd that they would pick this time to, to jump up and get funding for the United States Postal Service so that we could do mail-in, mail-in voting, which we've, I mean, mail-in voting was really for what, uh, military and whatnot. And yeah, past. people who, right. you know, people who worked offshore and. And, you know, right. well, now other countries and whatnot. Right now, we've got uh, at a, in a period of time where we got people scared to come out of their homes to vote. They go and they f- they give all this funding to United States Postal Service, which, by the way, is still failing. They go and give all this 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 funding, and then even on election night, when the tides were turned in mid, was it like the middle of the night? I think it was Wisconsin and Michigan, which. Okay, you know, more often than not, blue states, but still, it was like, well, now we got all these mail-in votes. They were calling some states before it was even close to call. It was like, we're we're when they say when when Donald Trump has made the notion of an election being stolen. Here's what I said, and I looked at when I looked at my wife. And she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. I said, what do you mean you can't believe they're doing this? They've been doing this for decades. They just did it a different and, way. And, and that's the key. I, I uh, you know, to think that this is something that hasn't happened in the past. Like a lot of people, at least a lot of Trump supporters want to talk about how, oh, this is such an egregious thing that happened to Trump. You know, this the election was stolen from him. Newsflash, the only reason why people really got introduced or interested in, in politics in the last four years is because of the polarization of Trump. But anybody who knows anything about politics knows that this has been going on since elections were since elections were started. Manipulation of the ballots. Right. And, and one of the things I've, I've always tried to tell somebody when the election was coming up and everything, I have a buddy who, well, we talk about him a lot here. He's, you know, I got to get him on here again, Lee. So if you can hear this, get your head <laughs> out of your ass, Lee. Um, hey, Lee. <laughs> but, you know, he's diehard Democrat, right? That was one of the reasons why I'm, I wanted him on here. It, it does no good for me just to pound. Yeah, and you're somewhat, you know, you're a little in between. You're, 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 you're kind of like me. No offense. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, I'm completely offended by that. <laughs> and maybe you should be. Um, <laughs> but no, when I talk to Lee, I, I, I tell him all the time, you know, you got to look past when you're voting for somebody, when they speak, if you don't like the way they speak or how they speak, you've got to vote for the person who's going to do 
who you feel is going to do the right job, not just because you don't like that person's personality at that time. Um, in which case, you know, if we look at Donald Trump's presidency, I mean, the guy is a businessman, right? I mean, I think a lot of the reasons why he got elected is because he was a businessman. If we're going to be honest, life is a business. Life has been, has been treated as a business for so many years, like way before you and I were even born, right? Well, this country has turned itself into the fact that we, we, we talk constantly about how what runs this country are corporations. And mm-hmm. we talk about how this is, you know, not a democracy, but more of a uh, corporocracy, right? Or, you know, uh, we, and if that's the case, if that's, if that's the way we've chosen to, to run this country, allow the top 10% or the top 1% to run the country. Well, why not allow a businessman to run a business? You know, if we're going to, if that's the way we're going to conduct business, you know, foreign policy and and domestic policy. Um, And that's why I think some of his policies that he did run while in office, some of the ones that were successful, they were based off of, Financial like gain. personal fine financial gain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, why not get a businessman to run a business? Makes sense, right? Right. Exactly. And that's kind of where we were. I mean, we've been as a country, we've been kind of taking it on a chin. I mean, we're you know, first world country. We, the idea from that I get from the left is, well, we need to help those other countries around us. And I, the idea that I get from the right is, we need to help ourselves first. And it depends on you know what what side of that spectrum that you really land on. It's like uh, okay, so me personally, we've got a lot of things to fix here, and that, I think that's been more clear than ever the past year. Um, well, I mean, look, I don't know how far this is going to get into the political view, but um, well, I mean, we're talking about a president, right? It, right, right. Politically, to. yeah, politically, um, let's make no bones about it. Biden is what what is considered as a Reagan Democrat. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a, a career, Reagan Democrat career politician. He's been over what? 47 years, something like yeah, that. But what I mean by a Reagan Democrat is he's middle. He, he, he's a, he, he's a neocon or he's a neoconservative, right? So he's, he's more Republican than he is Democrat. And they, well, they, he's he's what he's the run, public view of a Republican is, because uh, I, I even I got to correct right. you there. He, he, he's 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 well, he's not what I would consider a Democrat, in my opinion. No, um, he's a career politician, I, right? And and he he goes with the flow, and that's the same. One of the things I think is important, and I've heard this said other places: if the Democrats aren't careful, the elements that created a Donald Trump or or the ability for a Donald Trump to be elected. They're rehashing those same elements that the that the Obama and Biden administration created for those eight years that right. allowed somebody like a contrarian in Trump to be elected in the first place. So much so that he's even asked a lot of the previous cabinet members from Obama's office, Big from Pharma. Obama's period, right, yeah. to to come back and rehash the same positions that they had previously. Like, and speaking I of Big people, Pharma, I mean, we were talking. You know, and I'm just going to plug this real quick before you go on. I'm sorry, buddy. But, uh, you know, it it was Donald Trump who made it possible for us to import uh, different drugs from out of the country, from Canada. Right. Right. So we were able to get insulin. We were able to get EpiPens and things that people cannot live without. People have to have these things, you know, at, at a lower cost. We knew as soon as insurance got involved that it was all a scandal. Right. So. Right. So now, you know, you have the possibility to go other places to get your meds and, you know, medication was drawn down. I know people were spending what, like 60 bucks a month on insulin, 50, $60 a month on insulin. And since Biden's return to office, it has gone up substantially. And I don't, it's not just a Facebook post that I'm taking this from. It's from people I hear firsthand. Um, A good buddy of mine that, uh, I play, I, I, I'm a giant kid, so I play video games. So I, I play this video game online with a friend of mine in Texas, and he has a son. He goes, he's like, man, he's like, I don't know what happened. 
he says, you know, we kind of expected the uptick, you know, things to change. He says, but I don't think I can afford my son's medicine anymore. He goes, and the, the problem with that is he, he can't live without it. It went from what he said, he was paying like $80 a month for you know, a month supply of medicine that he had to almost $400 a month. He goes, I, I can't afford this. And it's just, yeah. you know, when we're talking about those different things, okay. You don't like the guy. Fine. That's okay. I understand it. There have been times I've seen him or heard him speaking on television or seen him on television where I'm like, dude, just, just wave and smile, wave and smile. Right. You know, like as soon as he goes, you know what? I'm going to say it. I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say, it. don't say it. Right. Shut up. Don't say it. <laughs> right. Come on. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting, you know, the, the things that you have accomplished because the guy really, he has accomplished quite a bit. And if the, just the four years that he's been in office, you know, uh, made a better trade agreement, you know, give us his NAFTA has just been rotting us throughout the years. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, China, China. So, China. yeah. Well, he used a good example in one of his press conferences that I really brought my eyes to it. And this is, I'm going off of memory here, but it was something along the lines of Harley Davidson imports exports with India where mm. we would export Harley Davidson's to them for astronomical amounts of money. But whenever we imported their goods as an exchange, we weren't charging them anything. Right. And the Indian, uh, ambassador or whatever was like yeah we were just going with this because it was a great deal we can't believe you guys let us get away with this for so long and i, I think the trade issues that that trump dealt with were massively important and and if nothing else shows a a, a template for future negotiations when it comes to tariffs and imports and exports because i i really think on some level maybe some of the previous administrations were afraid to step up and play bully ball Ah, uh, and, and Trump wasn't, you know, I, that, that I, I, I do think part about him when he was there, though. I mean, this guy was he was yeah, he was an arrogant, self-centered, you know, take no shit from nobody type, you know, and it was like you hope this guy makes the right decision because if he doesn't and he makes the wrong decision, he's going to move forward anyway. Right. I, but the good news is, you know, with the foreign trade, we like, you know. We have been taking it on the chin for a while. Like you said, we weren't, we weren't calling them on their, you know, what they were supposed to um, pay to us as a country on these trades. Um, and then, you know, you could take that and you could run with it with the Paris uh, climate agreement as well. It was, you know, the United States is going to pay for the majority of this and we're not going to call anybody else out on it. It's the idea to be more green and, and, you know, have better, uh, better fuel, better air, which that was another thing we'll get into. But uh, basically the climate agreement, the Paris Climate Accord. Well, yeah, uh, as, you know, no, I'll, I'll make no mistakes about it. We obviously need to be oh, in some sort of climate accord. But the whole thing that I this and this goes to the manipulation of media, media wanted to portray Trump in a negative light on this issue. But. The real, the real synopsis of what was going on was the reason why Trump didn't want to be in the court had nothing to do with being against the environment. It had to do with us taking on like 90% of the financial responsibility right, of the right. court itself. And he was saying, listen, you know, Russia is not even having to pay into the accord for another five to 10 years. Uh, some of these other large China, I go back to China again, Jeffro. I go back to okay. China because let's talk about the majority of the world's pollution. How do you not look at China? It's not the United States. And it will like, like the media oh, wants to portray everybody. Factor. Well, it's a very small percentage and I'm not, I'm not denying that, but it's a very small percentage given, you know, comparison to these other countries who were not paying in to the, the and that, Paris climate. Right. And, and that's, I think that was, something that was never ever really portrayed fairly in the media you know trump pulls us out of the you know uh paris accord oh he you know he's against the environment he's he for the oil he hates the planet no he 
didn't want us to be the only ones contributing a major part to the, to the accord whenever, like you said, percentage wise, you know, countries like China and, and, and Russia and some of the other larger countries, he, he wasn't saying that, you know, we weren't going to want to be part of it. We just don't want to be the only right. ones paying right. to, for all the scientists and all the research and, and basically get only a fraction of the benefits out right. of it. And, and to use an analogy, because I do that a lot, but to use an analogy, you wouldn't go to a restaurant with eight of your friends, order the soup and salad. And then split the bill eight different ways or, you know, nine different ways because you're the ninth split the bill nine different ways when they all had, you know, nice, decent entrees. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but so I, I do believe, you know, we're talking about Trump and his presidency and yes. sort of a reflection on everything. I do think there are times whenever he was misconstrued in the media um, and he wasn't given a fair shake. But, uh, you know, there are other times where he's just his. um his ego just did not allow him to play nice with the people in, in politics in D.C., which to his detriment was the reason why I think there was such a, you know, uh, assault on his ability to, to get a second term. Right. That's also the reason why he was elected to be there, because they, you know, the people knew the people who voted for him knew he was not going to play nice. The people who voted for him already knew i mean the guy's been you know he's been in the media quite a bit whether it's the, the apprentice or whatnot he, they know his persona right right so they know here you know here we here we go we got a guy who's already a billionaire who is not a career politician he's gonna stir some things up right um but you know it, on, the, on the whole subject with him he uh he, he allowed himself to be open to a lot of critical uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, he, he wasn't very subtle when it came to the way he handled the press and whatnot. So um, I, I think with him being so combative, yeah, he no, really Donald, didn't – Donald Trump he didn't really give doesn't himself. go – they don't go hand no. in hand. He, there's nothing subtle about him or, you know, even the way he speaks, there's nothing subtle, but I, again, I think that's one of the things that got him that position. Well, no, I agree on the, on that point. I just can't figure out now, you know, could he have handled some things? Look, you, you, you can go back and you can look at the whole coronavirus thing and you could say, well, he could have handled that better. And I would agree with you, but at the same time, what is the correct way to handle something like that? You know, nobody would know because nobody's been faced with such a global pandemic as we've been introduced to in 2020. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, his downplaying of it was careless. I think, um, I, I think my biggest issue with him when it comes to the coronavirus was the fact that, he didn't take it seriously in the beginning. He was attempting to try to right. well, play I mean, it off as something that's not so serious. And I mean, he even there, there are some suggestions uh, in some interviews that's been released recently that even claims that he knew the seriousness of it, but he was trying to downplay it to to not allow the fear in the country to to overwhelm itself, but. That's that's not the right play when it comes to something, right? Uh, like a like a viral infection, like what this was. Um, I forget the interview. The guy had caught Trump on tape saying, "Yeah, we know this is a, um, we know this is bad." And it was basically at a time when everything he was saying publicly was the exact opposite. So if he was getting advice from advisors, political advisors, it almost makes you wonder if those people were really on his side because he got some really bad advice almost like maybe he fell into a trap possibly but i mean if if he uh you know he talk mean, about something you and i have talked about the coronavirus many times and you know the, the different numbers and, and you and i have gone over how these numbers cannot be accurate because they were smudged over and fudged over so many times um you know with people getting it and then going off and dying in a car wreck and dying coronavirus instead of the car wreck or, you know, the people who were laid up in hospitals and the money we were giving 
to the hospitals for having coronavirus patients to the money we were giving hospitals for the coronavirus patients who were on ventilators and the numbers, you know, continue to go up. Um, people who were counted into the numbers, if you and your family has it, then you have to report or your physician reports that, you know, Hey, such and such has coronavirus and the health department gets a hold of you and says, well, you have it. Everybody in your house is going to be counted because you live together, which is true. And I can tell you that firsthand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really not nice. i'm not proud of it i mean it's, it, it, but it is what it is right i mean no it, to be clear not everybody in your house did test positive for it correct to be clear no no not everybody did um you know my my son who's just a he's a specimen he's a physical specimen of of which i cannot figure out because i am quite the opposite um he and we have to talk to your wife about the milkman and see what's going on there. <laughs> Find out what's going on. No, he, 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 he gets up before school, runs to the gym, goes to the gym, you know, runs back home, rinses off, goes to school, goes to wrestling practice, heads back to the gym, and then comes back home and does it all over again. Where he gets this drive to, to do so, so much physical activity, I don't know. I mean, I'm proud of him. I'm very proud of him. But God, I wish I had that. I, and I just, just don't, I, I just don't have it right now. You know, me, I, I, like I'll wake up before work. Uh, okay. We got to get this day going. And, and you know, then I'll go to work and a couple hours in and be like, you know what? I should probably work out more. And then toward the end of the day, I'm like, fuck that. I'm tired. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I, I kind of feel like I'm getting off topic here now. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, Going back to what we were talking about with Donald Trump and everything, to say that he did not accomplish anything, I, you know, the, the the word that got thrown around so much with him during his presidency that I I feel was unjustifiable and should not have been thrown around was the word racist. Now, has he said things to maybe lead to the idea? Maybe, yeah, sure. Has he said things previously? Look. We could dig up dirt on anybody at any given time if we really wanted to, right? I'm sure there's. I mean, they, they're the doing it now with. Uh, they're doing it now with uh, baseball prospects and basketball prospects, like specifically baseball prospects. There's been several culture, pitchers, man. several pitchers in the past couple of years where they made racist uh, quotes and and posts going back to when they were 13 and 14, and now we're talking about adults who are you know early 20s and it's being held over their heads now i don't know about you there wasn't social media when we were younger and i'm not saying we threw the n-word around but we were growing and we were learning about culture we were learning about our surroundings and i'm sure we've said some things when we were younger that we're not proud of no there's you know what i'll be honest with you there's sometimes i say something even now where i kind of look back and go well you know what i that's probably i should not have said that and that kind of worries me whenever I do, whenever we record for a podcast. But the, the good thing is, is I can edit if need be, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but I'll, I'll promise you for the most part, there's really no editing going on here. If there is, it's minimal or just, you know, to add some, you know, clarification to the things that we're talking about. But, right. uh, you know, l- l- let's go back to the 70s when you had television shows like All in the Family and the Jeffersons, you know? Yeah. We were able to acknowledge differences because there, there, there are differences, and that's what well, makes and I, people. I think in comedy that is the perfect place to express those because you're in a format, whether sure. it be on television or on stage, where you have somebody that can do observational uh, comedy or observational uh, hypocrisy and and right. point it. We can't point do that a anymore. mirror to the yeah. Point a mirror to society and say. Look, I'm going to say this so you see how stupid it sounds, and then that that's the whole thing with All in the Family. That was right. the whole thing with Sanford and Son, the you know, Jefferson. um, the Jeffersons. Um, that was one of my uh, favorite things to watch Archie you know, Bunker good times. and, and yeah. George Jefferson kind of go back and forth because I used to watch those shows with my grandmother all the time. They go back and forth and they would just, you know, the, the, the little racial stabs toward each other. Yeah. It funny. And it was, it was, it was, it was good that you could talk about these things and you could joke about these things, but still, you know, in those shows, they, they acknowledged and they realized that they were people. It wasn't used for any, any kind of negativity. 
But if right. you fast forward to modern day, here we are, and you and I have talked about this many times, and I've said the political, you know, political correctness and cancel culture is killing the American culture, and I stand by that because one hundred percent are so offended by everything anymore, and it's not enough just to be offended and move on like you and I did when we were grow up. You know, something somebody said something to you, you you got up, you dusted yourself off, you moved on, right? Or you right. fought for you believed in, but. At the end, you got up, you dusted yourself off, and you moved on. The problem that we have now is it's not enough to just say, hey, you know, that offends me. I'm not going to watch it. Or, hey, that offends me. I'm not going to listen to it. Um, but now it's that offends me. Remove it. Take it out of here. That's not what we're about. Get rid of it. And it's like, well, well, wait, wait a minute. Who the hell left you king or queen or whatever? Right. Well, it's not like you said. It's not enough to be offended. You have to be aghast. You right. you have to um, take action, and you can't you can't allow for an, another person's um, not perspective, but another person's voice to be heard, and to take everything so literal and not at face value. You lose context with those shows. Like obviously, those characters. Whenever referencing, you know, um, George Jefferson would look at a, uh, you know, Archie Bunker say, "Hey, you big old honky," you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. He, he, you know, he didn't. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't doing that maliciously. His character. No. He was playing a character. Right. And again, I think. I think that mirror of, hey, look, this is what you look like when you talk like this. You know, it was it, the differences. It, 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 right. It's well. It's not. Yeah. It's just the differences, but it, it showed that those sort of racist remarks, how silly they were. And since we were able to explore in a non-hurtful fashion, right, over television, over entertainment, you know, with a laugh track behind it that, you know, sort of diffused some of the, the hatred in, in the monologue, you were able to explore and, and see what was going on and everything. So, like, for example, with the Jeffersons, the neighbors, um, I believe it might have been the first time interracial couple was on television. And as a result of that, because mm -hmm. wasn't the neighbor a white male and a black female. Right. Um, yeah, the tall guy. Yeah, yeah. You were able to see how they were treated and how uh, how that actually affected them as a couple. Or the same thing with uh, Good Times. You were able to see how. Oh, man, I uh, loved Good Times. That was a great show. The effects, too. right. You, you, the effects of, of how poverty uh, treated, you know, black Americans. Right. Um, it was not and, dynamite. No, it was not dynamite. No, not at all. But, and it was a way to educate, you know, if you were smart enough to, to look at that and say, okay, this isn't the way it should be, you know, right. um, but you can't have a show like that. You can't have shows like that today or, you know, um, and that's a problem. I, I feel that is right. a, that is a very, very big problem because now you're, you're not, educating to you know acknowledging the differences anymore you're just demonizing people and right. I, I i would like i was going to say i remember an episode of uh, all in the family because that was one of my favorites all in the family uh black uh it was actually jefferson's son lionel i think it was but uh he, he they move in down the street or whatever and Archie Bunker goes, that's fine. He's he says that's fine. He's like, but when the watermelon vines start growing up the street, he's like, Don't you come crawling to me? Which was funny, right? It was a stereotype and it was laughable because it was a stereotype. It can be funny. Uh in that same episode, I believe it was that same episode, but his uh his wife was attacked and the police came, and the first thing they did was question the new black family in the community and they got these guys in cuffs and everything. And she's telling them these aren't the people. These are the people that guy was white and the police would not listen to him or listen to her at that time. And Archie's telling, listen, you, you're listen to my wife. You got the wrong guy, but right. it, it, it was educational at the same time. It was. Yeah, right. Cause it's showing the hypocrisy, the right? Right. It's, it's showing the hypocrisy. Hey, look society, this is the stupid shit you're doing. This is wrong. Can't you see it? Because a lot of times we're visual creatures, right? You, you don't, sure. sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing until it's brought to your attention like that. 
And that's why shows like that, I think, are very useful. And you just you, – you couldn't have a show like that. Like if you have a show nowadays, you, you, you almost – I can't even think of a show right now that is even close to being like that other than maybe cartoons. You got things like Family Guy and South Park and things like that that you can get away with certain subject matter along those lines because Which, they're cartoons and you can't to an extent say, well, now, to an yeah, extent because an extent. I'm going to stop you now because because now, you know, Family Guy is owned by fox which we all know was bought out by disney so there are certain things now that they can't do and we see this in the new episodes um really the same way with south park episodes um south park is uh their network is comedy central right which is you know Mm -hmm. very very far left they're very very far left but even then the hypocrisy that you they make very clear in some of the episodes of South Park, which I watch, I, you know, I'm a fan, but, uh, you know, more so with Muhammad, whenever we were having, you know, terrorist attacks and, and, and things like that, which, you know, have gone down since, you know, Donald Trump went into office that may or may have some co- may or may not have some correlation. But I can guarantee you, like you said, this is a guy who wasn't going to stand down to anything. You mess with him there's going to be repercussions for sure. We're not going to give you a payment to not do it again. Um, But through this episode, they wanted to show the image of Muhammad, which they had done in earlier episodes. And they were told, no, they were censored by the network and they even burned the network for this. It's like, listen, if you're not going to let us have free speech in our own country, we're going to burn you too. Yeah, I, I'm unaware of that, but I, the one part of it I was aware of was several years ago, there was um, attacks on cartoonists in France, and I think that was the whole initial premise going back a few years that uh, they were concerned with with American artists and American uh, properties and whatnot, that if they would do the same thing, that there would be some repercussions Along those lines, you know, because uh, I, I believe these extremists, these Islamic extremists, uh, have, I'm, I, and I don't know, it might be a, a steadfast truth throughout, but uh, even we saying never, the we name. We never cower as a country. We never, we never cower. We never um, just turn over to anyone. We never have in the past and we never should in the future. This should never be a thing. We, we cower over to the 1% every day. Which is, and again, why we're talking and why we have our podcast and you know, why we're <laughs> shut down and why people can't see what we're posting. And So we're going to wrap up this episode right here. Going forward, we will be doing a little more on this topic for next, at least the next episode, possibly the next two episodes. I don't know. We'll have to see where we go with it. We are going to end on a positive note here. We want to congratulate Diamond supporter of ours, if you will, uh, Roberta, who has recently got engaged. So congratulations to Roberta and Wayne. Very good followers of the podcast, and they've done a lot. And uh, I just want to thank them and congratulate, congratulate them. Congratulations, guys. We here at The Machine wish you the very best. And... Until then.